0: Hey, guys, this is Mark Owings, and I'm your host for the Unbridled Life Podcast, where we have real, raw, and unreligious conversation to encourage and challenge men and women in their daily lives. Welcome to the Unbridled Life. Another day, another moment, another episode, and we're super pumped about this. We got Shauna Wortham back. I love it, co host of this Unbridled Life. And I think we're going to have so many. I think maybe she may turn into the host one day, and I'm the co host, and we have different people because that is the vision and dream that I had for this that a round table, but sometimes you got to go, you got to march. Before you get people to do the same thing that you were doing. So, Shauna, welcome back. Thanks.
1: Thanks. And I'm proud of you for taking the risk and we're sitting in a dream fulfilled. So we're talking about what? Give us the four things. Okay. The four things. We start with vision, which is my favorite. Come on. And then we talked about passion, also a favorite. Then discipline, not so much my favorite, but after we talked about it, I I like it so much more. So
0: we're embracing that now. We are embracing we're making that. making good steps, small yes. drops, make big lakes.
1: Yes, and the Lord encouraged me that I'm more disciplined than I realized. And I want to say one thing on that, is that I'm more disciplined in my thinking. Wow. And my mind. Nice. And I'm being very intentional of what I think about. So, uh, discipline, and now we're following it up with risk. And we've got some good. Both of us, as we were planning and preparing, we've got some great stories of our own testimonies of how we've taken pretty big risk in our life. And it's never easy. Is it?
0: No, it's not. And we've got the biblical side of this where we get to watch men and women throughout the Bible, take risk. And, and the, the world has this down and they realize that there is a, there's a law like the law of gravity. Yes. There is a principle about risk. It's good. You can't move ahead without risk. And you know, it, Friendship is risky business. Marriage is risky business. Life is risky business. It is. And so I'm going to give you the punchline that I've been waiting for for this whole thing. Again, I want to shout out to James Ryle, who's gone on to be with the Lord. He was the one that taught me this. And so I think it's really cool. So, vision. Passion, discipline, and risk. Those monkey bars, we need those as we're going to chase a dream. Yeah. So you have dream as the umbrella. You need to define that vision, that statement. You need to write it down. Shauna gave us the scripture for that. Write it down. We have to find out what passion. We're going to need the fuel, and we're going to have to release some things. So good. And let go of some things. That's right. Then we're going to, so vision, passion, discipline. We can't look at the, the D word as the F-bomb. Yep, We got to embrace it and know that God's going to minister to us. It's for us.
1: It's for us, not against us.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then we get to risk. So let's go back up the ladder. I want you to listen to this risk. So I got to hold my little notes here so I don't lose my place. Risk without discipline is recklessness. Mm -hmm. Discipline without passion is legalism. Passion without vision is self-centered, self-focused pleasure. And vision without Jesus is meaningless. So let's talk about, a, just for a moment, because that is mind-boggling. Some of you might want to stop, rewind, and let me say it again. Risk without discipline is recklessness. Discipline without passion is legalism. Passion without vision is just self-fulfillment. I think Shauna said it well. It's just living in our own fantasy, yep. daydreaming. yep. Passion without vision is is that self centered focus, but vision without Jesus has no eternal value to it. So we can go run a business, we can do everything, but if we don't dedicate that to the Lord and He's not the center of it, then it's meaningless to me. So I the risk part of this. Needs to be attached to discipline, yes. so it's not reckless. We've seen recklessness. Absolutely, you give the keys to a, a car to a kid who's never driven, and you just go, "You're okay. Here's how it start. Here's the brake. Here's the gas. Let him out. That's reckless." No, there's a discipline that you go through driver's ed. Yes. You go through a series of learning to do that. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, as a driver of vehicle, you continue to learn throughout your entire life. Mm-hmm. And you're more than likely going to get into some bumps and scrapes minimum. So let's let's jump into this risk part. Shauna, first give me, we, we talked about a lot, give me that scripture that we read that you read to me out of Hebrews I think it was
1: 116 six is one of my favorites let's okay he, go back if you don't if you haven't read Hebrews 11 the whole chapter is amazing but Hebrews 11:6 says and without faith it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him
0: Wow I know it's so good so you go Mark how does that apply to risk? hey, when you choose to put your faith in an invisible God that <laughs> you can't see him and people mock you all day long, yeah. you pray to something you have never seen. Faith is the evidence of things we hope for, right? It, read 11.1. One. Oh,
1: 11 So good. Now, faith is a confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. I love that word, by the way, yeah. ancients. Uh, by faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. And then it keeps going,
0: y'all. So here's what's crazy is God took a risk when he opened his mouth. Yes. <laughs> He took a risk. And let me tell you, the riskiest thing I I, I can see biblically, I'm no theo, theologian or doctrine guy, but I do know this. I'm not sure I would have given man and woman free will. That's risky business.
1: I've asked for him to take it away a oh, time or two. And he won't do it. No, he it won't. Because love. that
0: takes away the component of yep. relationship and love and that we get to choose. That's right. And he chose us, which was really risky business. And if you look throughout the Bible, we have been prone to wander. We have been prone to just, in one prophet, we were, through this prophet, and I can't think of his, his name slipping me right now, Hosea. God's prophetic message to the nation at the time. This is like Fox break. Yes. Hey, we have breaking news. Breaking today news. That the prophet Billy Graham has married a prostitute. You go, what for? It's a message to the nation of America. And in this, this woman just keeps keeps being going. Faithful, yeah. She has no value. She keeps in going herself. back, but Jose just keeps forgiving and loving and doing this. God takes great risk at pursuing people that are prone to forget and wander and not keep a record of wrong towards the sons and daughters of light, and that. That's scandalous to you. It is
1: one hundred percent scandalous, mind blowing, and as you say it, it makes me fall in love with him all over and over again because he, daily, he he never stops taking a risk on us.
0: And he and he's here. Here's the thing about risk. There, there can be failure. Always. Or there can be no reward at the end of yeah. the Business people understand this. People who play stock market do it every day yeah. that you win some and you lose some. But if you don't quit, you win. And I think sometimes we think that we've heard God and we do it and we don't get the expected Outcome, outcome. Mm-hmm. and I'm listen. I'm living in this right now. As you're listening to this, I'm stepping out on my dream. I believe this is the year that I'm <laughs> going to buy land. Come on, I will not a pick 2024 because I think there could be some real chaos, right? But I'm chasing my dream that this is the the year that I buy the land. That's right. And we go through. So I have a vision. I have the passion. I'm forming the disciplines, disciplines. of looking and going. I'm, we've got a group of teams that are looking for land, and we're going to look think it's going to be in one place but who knows but at the end of this this is what I want to tell him can you take the risk out of this and here's what he he would say to me if i take the risk out i'm going to take the romance out of you and i's relationship oh my god mark you're going to need me in this and so i'm going to answer the question for many people what if you buy it and it doesn't work i'd rather be on that side of the river saying I believe God, and I stepped out for that, and maybe all that is to shape a character in me in a different way, but I don't want to be on the side of the river of regret.
1: Absolutely. And
0: risk kills regret. Yes. So I heard a real estate guy tell me one time, he said, listen, Mark, the only piece of property you'll regret buying is the one you never buy.
1: That, I agree. I'd buy up all kinds of. I'm not. I'm not real scared when it comes to buying. But I, I, I you know, I trust Kyle and I use his money. But I, <laughs> I'm not scared when it comes to that kind of stuff. I'm like, let's go.
0: That scripture tells us that God risk. Yeah. He risked his heart and his yeah. life. He risked rejection. Listen, all over the world, people yes, reject Jesus. Mm. And Jesus showed up. Chapter one of John showed up to the, that which was his own, and they did not recognize him. Yeah. Pilate rejected him. He knew Pilate of all people knew he was innocent. Mm -hmm. But when it came to truth, he popped off and said this. What is truth? Yeah. And you know what? In our nation right now, we're redoing the same thing. Oh,
1: we are living in the same days. Yeah, yeah. Over and over again. He will come and some will miss him.
0: What is truth? I'll tell you, you'll know when truth is when you meet it, it'll set you free.
1: Yes. Oh, Mark, that's good. Vision,
0: passion, discipline, and risk. Shauna, we were kicking around this story, and I'm going to kick off the first part of this. Okay, and you're going to go to this is in Joshua. I think uh, the story is in six. But you, my encouragement is go go read the whole book. Yes. Uh You know, he, he tells Joshua, in chapter one, don't be afraid about four or five times in yes. one chapter, because he knows fear will keep us from taking the risk that God's called us to fulfill the dream in our heart. Mm. And so it'll keep us from the vision of this. But Joshua, Goes across the river, and they have a mighty miracle. The, the The river backs up. They get across. Everyone, they're they're piling up rocks of remembrance. This is a beautiful remembrance moment. You know, buy the t shirt. Yeah, you know, we were here as we crossed the river, <laughs> right? And then he has to tell these men, these fighting men that are now trusting God, like, man, we have won some wars. Yeah, now we're here. We're crossing. And he, he's like, hey, guys, I got some good news, and I got some bad news for you today. Okay, what's the good news? We're going to win. Yeah. We're going to win all the way through this. Well, I said, I, I don't care. Anything else you you tell me is sprinkles on the cake. Well, he wants us to circumcise every male, <laughs> servant, man, everything. Just we're going to circumcise them all.
1: I should have said a disclaimer at the beginning of this podcast. If you have young children,
0: we're taking a risk. You might not want a to put, put punch. Pause. Okay,
1: go. Now run with it.
0: But it's like, okay, you know there was like an eight or nine or twelve year old boy whenever they circumcised like, Hey Dad, what is circumcision? Right. What is circumcision? <laughs> They're going to cut our penis. We're gonna lay here on the banks and be totally Joshua, have you lost your mind? We will be totally vulnerable if we do that. Dude, mm. that's risk. Joshua heard the Lord; they obeyed the Lord, and guess what? Every man did it. Just okay. That does not. The national championship. A and M is going to play Alabama or some in national championship, and the coach comes in the locker room. This and says, is great. Yeah. Hey, we're going to circumcise all y'all before the game.
1: Yes, it's actually great
0: we're, picture. We're going to give you three days to heal up. Coach, have you lost your mind? Oh, yeah. It's like, but they didn't do that. They said, We will receive the word of the Lord, and every man Did agreed it. and took a risk. When you take a, a risk, God is more than likely after cutting away something out of the private place of your life that you don't need anymore to move ahead to accomplish the dream that He's called you to. When we trust God, and we allow him to cut these things out of our heart, it moves us closer, not farther away to the vision and the dream.
1: Uh, that is so good. And when you said it the first time, I mean, it, it, it just, because every time I can think about when I've taken a risk and I'm, I'm trusting and obeying the Lord, it, It is cutting away something in the, in the private places of my heart and my life, but it is the most vulnerable. It's probably the most vulnerable you're ever going to feel. And back to your story of the land, I saw you, you know, you're doing all this stuff, all the things, all the steps, but if you don't pull that trigger, you're never going to. So this is the icing on the cake. Oh yeah. It is going to take risk. You are going to feel vulnerable. Some things are going to get cut away in the deepest, most private places of your life.
0: I got to tell you a funny story. I went, we had a board meeting and I came in. I just said, hey guys, the practical tactical of me is getting in the way of this. Yeah. And I need to carry that off to y'all. Yeah. I need to be a risk taker. They, these men and women, my wife's one of them. Yeah. They all looked at each other. You know, Jimmy looked at Steve, Steve looked at David, David looked at Leslie, and then they looked back at me, and I said, what? And they said, well, Mark, we're all risky. You're the practical, tactical at this table. Don't let that go. We're going to help coach you through this process, and we're not going to let that stop. But we don't want to take stewardship and wisdom away from this pie. And I was like,
1: okay. Wow. That's good for me.
0: I thought I was going to have to let that down and go. And they're like, hey, you know, just trust the process. God has assembled the right team.
1: That is so good right there. Because it goes to the point that when you said uh, risk is, it can be reckless. If you don't have the right wisdom around you, you can't trust every voice. It's important that you, you know, you know, When you're about to take that risk, the right people. But wow, what a picture, Mark! Yeah,
0: I think there was a book written uh, from good to great, getting people on the bus and in the right seat. Yeah, we're we're all in the right seat. But I also realized that I've been lapping Jericho at least five years. Yeah, just it's time to blow the horn, right? It's like (laughs) okay, yeah, and I have to be prepared if God takes me down this journey for two more years. Yeah. It, that's not the point. No. And I made that the point of failure. But I think once you've identified the vision, the passion, the discipline and risk, you're, you're right. At some point, you got to pull the trigger. Yeah. You got to buy the house. You got to start the ministry. You got to start writing a book. I know I'm talking to people right now out there that you've been talking about writing this for two years. Uh, get off the potty. And let's go write the book. Yes. Let's get up off the couch and go do what you're doing. Yeah. But if you're going to write a book to make money, let me save you some time. You're not going to make any money. You're going to lose money at it. Money is not the currency that compels me to write books. I write books to help people. That's good. And I write books to be obedient to the revelation God's given me. But there's songs that have been written yeah. in people's heart. And they don't even know it yet. But what God's been cutting away at the private place for me is fear, fear of failure. You know, I want to take the romance out of this. Yeah. I'm like, man, the mystery out of the marriage of, of being with God. So, But they cross this river, and they end up, and we're going to talk about a little girl that's risky.
1: Yes, go tell him. Check out. So we were talking about this, and he's going to get to one of the women of the Bible, um, Rahab. And you did it. if you go back to elevatehim.com, is that where they find it?
0: Yep, under devotions.
1: Okay, and we did, it's been a while, so I cut five women, women out of the faith. Bible. Yeah, yes. Five women
0: of faith. Yes. And let me tell you, I wept writing these. I wrote mm. them, and then I had women deliver them. And the goal and the, the reason we did that, we wanted to also have women write where men delivered it, showing yeah. our unity and love and submitting therefore to one another. That's good. So that's just yeah. the expression we were looking for. But I want to tell you, go, go, go on that website, elevatehim.com, pass everything else, go over there to devotions and look at that. Yeah. We've written, there's you version plans. There's all kinds of, it's free. You don't have yes. to sign up, give us your email and all the prescriptions. We're not, I'm just, not after all that. I'm after growing you in your faith, your vision, your passion, your discipline, and your risk. That's so good. So talk to us about this girl named Araya. Well,
1: she just, I mean, you know, she, first of all, she was a prostitute.
0: (laughs) Okay. So that would disqualify a lot of people.
1: Well, yeah, and we, we were talking, we were thinking about specifically some women that that took risk in the Bible. And my brain went straight to JL. And if you don't know the story of JL, um, that was, she was really risky, took a tent peg and drove it through the head of her enemy. Y'all, we've made the Bible PG. And that's so what Mark and I were talking about, too, and he he's the one that says that. It is scandalous up it's in right here. It's man. And so Rahab was a prostitute, and she took a huge risk.
0: Her house is in the wall.
1: In the wall, and you said it better. I want you to say it because she was like watching everything that was going on. Not only was she a prostitute, but she was a businesswoman. She was. There's some savvy women out there that are businesswomen and leaders, but they're observers, and she was an observer, and you're observing the times that we're in, and you see guess what? All eyes are back on Israel. Mm. The eyes, that's where they were then. That's where they are now. And so wars and rumors of wars and, but her little spidey senses knew her little prophetic spidey senses knew. I want to be on your team.
0: I want to be with your God. So that's what she did. And what is so crazy is sometimes we disqualify people. Yeah, I mean, I know my pedigree, where I came from. How about you? Right. It came straight smack out of religion.
1: God chose to use her.
0: Yep. So mine came out smack out of the world. That's out right. Out of the ashes. I'm the phoenix. Yeah. Whatever a <laughs> phoenix does. <laughs> but here's the deal. This is This woman is sitting in her place. And I don't know if they, there's a lot of theology and doctrine around whether she was or wasn't. But, you know, these spies show up at their house, and I always laugh thinking about these spies. They end up in the whore's house. Yeah. Okay. I just got a question for y'all, you ladies out there. If your husbands are deacons and elders of the church, and they said, yeah, we're going to Guatemala, and we're going on a mission trip, and they said, where are you staying? Oh, we're staying at Rahab the whore's house. Yeah. I'm you, not, you got I'm a not,
1: I'm not. Yeah. I'm just having like, lots oh, of questions. Yes. What are you doing there? Right.
0: Uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. But this is where they end up. They don't just end up there. It's a divine appointment. And she says, listen, I've been watching this whole city. This country is melting in fear of your God and you people. The stories have reached us. The testimonies have come to us that say that you guys are radical. He speaks. You listen in a yeah. way. And we heard what you did to this king, that king, and they were undefeatables. And oh, how the mighty kings have fallen under Israel. I want to be a part of your God. I want to love Yahweh. I want to convert. I want to, I want to come out of my Muslim faith and come over to Christianity and I want to be counted as with you. And the spies cut a deal with her and says, you, because of your faith,
1: Yes. because <laughs> of
0: your faith, not your good business, savvy. Right. you cut a deal and your heart's wrong. You think you're going to scam and do, no, it was her faith that gave her the Willy Wonka ticket to the yeah. chocolate factory. I mean, and so they come up and the. Okay, here's what you're going to do. You're going to hang a long scarf, a a red scarlet scarf. To let them know. Yep. So she hides out. They come and look in yeah. her place, and they're like, where are they? Straight Man. out of a movie. Yeah, and they need to make a movie of this. For set. sure. Redeeming Love is another book. We yes. mentioned that. Go read that. Yes. This one right here, we need to make a movie out of. It's so great. But so here's what happened. They come. the the, the She's hiding the the spies. Where are they? She's hid them in the roof thatch, okay? So they leave, and she tells them, okay, go here, do this, and they decide to lay low, and they get back to Joshua and said, here's what we've discovered. Tells them, but we made a covenant. We made faith. All that is in her house, whoever stands in her house, will not be Mm. harmed, not be hurt. So they tell the whole, hey, you can kill everyone in this town, but do not touch Rahab and anyone in her house. They have come to the altar, and they are hanging onto the horn, and they are going to be set free. In order, the red, they've been covered in the blood of Jesus, and no wrath shall hit them, no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. So war breaks out. They kill everybody except Rahab and everyone in her house. Her household. Oh, by the way, did I tell you she's in the genealogy of Jesus? Yeah. So who Jesus picks is risky. Risky. Scandalous (laughs) of who he picks. It's like, hey, let's cut that part out. Hey, quit PG and down the book. It's a rated R book. Yeah. It's a rated R book with a God that is so gracious and so G. He's God. Yes. Not G in the rating. He's just God. He fulfills, yeah. he does it all. So I love that story. Rahab is one of those that I. I I can't wait to get to heaven just hang out with her. Come on. I can't wait to hear, hear her story. Uh, I, you know, is there going to be a testimony? Hey, I was doing these bad things. Yeah. And I was doing this. And then all of a sudden I started hearing and seeing the impossible become possible mm. with these people. And something changed me. And I said this I out knew. of my mouth. Only their oh, God, God could do that. Then he revealed himself to me in a dream and said, Rahab. I, I, we Did she have a dream? No.
1: I forgot about that part. But oh, no. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no we don't saying,
0: know. We don't know. But between yeah. the line, and we think the 66 books of the Bible covered everything. Y'all, it would be here to kingdom come. It
1: says if it, if they had written everything down, there would not be... Well, the uh,
0: Enough the, books to contain them.
1: Uh, that scripture alone. So that's
0: where my imagination's oh, like, I, I can't take it as doctrine, but I go, yeah. some way her faith was activated, yes. and it wasn't about saving her life. It was about connecting with this God. Mm. She wanted to get in bed with not a man, But with the king, every time you get in bed with truth, it produces liberty and freedom with you. It doesn't hold you back. It sets you free to be who you are. There's some people out there you need to know in this vision, passion, discipline, risk of your life, whatever it is, maybe you're out there and you're like, we're at the age and we're young. We're thinking about starting a family. Hey, walk through this process. Write it down. The passion Hey, it's going to take a lot of passion to raise some kids. Yeah, it's going to take a lot of patience, too. But you know what? There's going to be some disciplines. You can't go do the things that you used to do. But when the risk, the risk sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. Pull the trigger means meet her in the bedroom and let's go. But when the baby comes, it came because it was a vision. Yeah. It came because of a dream. Listen, Ellie Grace just came on to the podcast. It's going to be coming out. I interviewed her on the risk that we took going to adopt her. We did not. We called her name for two years, even before she was born but let me tell you when we stood in China yeah and i held that little girl up in the air and i said bone of my bone flesh of my flesh it was the greatest risk and by the way we emptied everything in our savings account out to go do this can can i tell you ellie grace was worth the risk
1: mark wh- looking back where you are now does it even feel like it was that risky like or like what would you tell that mark like that, 20, 23 years ago, however old she is, like what would you say to him? Like, oh my gosh, don't I, even.
0: I would quote to him the Nike commercial. Just do it. That's it. That's right. Take the swish and let's go.
1: That's how I keep feeling my spirit. Listen. Whatever scares you the most, now take this before the Lord. Risk is the way to feel alive.
0: It is.
1: I mean, it is really. There's no other way to live. And you say it in original sanctuary of the treehouse. And when the Lord spoke to you, I don't want to take the words out of your mouth.
0: No, in that story is is uh, is our whole life story. David Terry. Yeah, you know, he was a Baptist, before he was a Christian. Always makes me cry laughing. One of my best friends and. Life partners. That sounds so weird to say that, but he just is. He's he's a partner.
1: Been through it all. Oh gosh, I just
0: love the man. And all the things I don't have, he has, and all the things he doesn't have, I have. Y'all are good. Cross pollinated right in this book, the original sanctuary. You can go to him dot com, get a copy, and it's it's actually out now on audio. Oh, awesome! Yeah, so you can go listen to that. But I was sharing through that book, all the stories in that book was written, and then it led me to go do Fully Alive. I didn't even know. And in Fully Alive, we went on a hunting trip, and I'm up in a 30-foot bow stand bear hunting. And I'd taken, I think, 10 friends. We went, and I said, hey, we're going to give up. We're going to tithe and give our first fruits in the morning, and we're not going to hunt. That doesn't go well. That's like... (laughs)
1: You had all the men, you, you said bear hunt, our they our all leaned in, and then you said, we're going to not hunt, and they went. Ugh. Yeah,
0: we're giving up the best time to hunt, yeah. and we hunted in the evenings. But I, I went in the stand, this guy put me in there, and he said this, hey, we put you in the sanctuary. He said, we call it the sanctuary, the ref, the refuge. And I said, dude, do you know anything about me? And he goes, no. He goes, do you not want to hunt here? And I said, no, this is my place. Yeah. So he puts me up, and the stand has been up there for five years. It's 30 foot up in the air. I'm bow hunting. I'm up in the stand, and I pop off to the Lord, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. Trust in the <laughs> Lord with all your heart. Lean not on, 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 on your own and, understanding, but, but in all, all your ways. ways. Acknowledge him, and he'll make your path straight. Yes. So I said to the Lord, will you teach me about trust? And it was, y'all, it was not audio, audible, but it was louder. It was inside of me. And he said, Mark, do you trust me? And I hung my bow up. I got ready. I said, I think I do, Lord. He said, I'm going to teach you. Mark, where's the safest place on this bow stand? Y'all, I stood up. Jesus listened. I stood up and hugged the tree. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a safety harness on. So so I've got a safety. If I fall out of this tree, I'm safe. But I got up and hugged the tree. I said, Right here. What are you fixing to do to me? So I had accusation against God. I thought he would hurt me to show me. Whoa. And he was like... Baby boy, let go of the tree. Yes, No, let go of the tree. You know how you do with your kids? They, let go of mom. <laughs> You're gonna learn how to ride a bike. You know, just just let go. Or you, you know, you get them to jump off the curb into the, wow. the pool, and they're clinging on. You just mm-hmm. just let go. Yeah. So God was like, Mark, let go, let go, let go, <sighs> let go. That was thirty minutes. I finally sit back down. I look under there, and all I can think of is this thing was set five years ago. I look under there, and it's this cloth. Uh, crank set and I'm thinking man this thing can fail at any Any moment moment." yeah and he said son where is the safest place according to the design of the stand well I knew what he was asking me here goes another 30 minutes (laughs) and I sit there and wind came down these poplar trees I don't know what they call them I I think they're called poplar trees they look like aspens they all just started clapping the wind blew all the way to me, and then it would not blow past me. I feel the Lord. It was this presence of God like I'd never experienced in my life before. I'm thinking, here's what I thought. You idiot. Why did you risk asking him about trust? That's like, give me patience. You know better than that. And so I'm there. This is happening. I'm having this presence of the Lord, and it just continued. It stopped mm-hmm. Just like Joshua crossing the river, it piled all the way up to the city of Adam. I was at the city of Adam just watching this wind not go past it. There's nothing blocking this wind. This this area over here looks like nothing's moving, but these trees are worshiping and clapping (sighs) and just, and I can recognize it. And I finally get up and I said, the safest place on this is on the edge, (laughs) hanging over the edge. So when I, Set my safety harness. What I'd like to do is where I can almost lean out. Yeah. Take the bow. And I trust that to hold me while I'm making the shot. Whoa. And I got out and I just (laughs) leaned over. Here's what I was thinking. This is going to hurt. This is going to hurt. He's going to hurt me. This is going to hurt. And what he said is, son, I'm not going to hurt you. And this whisper came to me. You might want to grab your bow. That was the whisper. I was this like, This is about to no. make
1: me cry. I was
0: like, no, I'm fine. I'm good. If you if you want me to grab anything, it'd be great to hug that tree again. <laughs> that tree feels very lonely. <laughs> so I'm hanging over here and I finally shake I remember I can close my eyes and remember reaching for my bow. And my hands look like this. <laughs> my hands shake all the time anyway. So I reach over, I grab the bow and, and I look, and there's a bear. It was a marking moment for me. I reared back, made the shot, killed the bear in a healthy way, meaning I made a really good shot. I sat down, and I didn't know it at the time. I have words and language to put this risk. Now, his nature and character is good. He doesn't push people off their bike to prove a point. He doesn't give them cancer to teach them a lesson. That's sick, y'all. Yeah. That's not true. We live in a fallen world, but he is a good God in anything, that faint imagination that sets it up, that he's going to do anything in in your vision, in your passion, your discipline, in the risk, big, medium, or small. You will sit down at a point and realize this, he's a good lion. Oh, he <laughs> He ain't tame, but he's a good lion. He is a good God. And so that was the story for me. And that was the birth of Fully Alive.
1: That is absolutely incredible. You ju- I just saw the whole movie. My brother-in-law, shout out to Kevin Caffey, wrote a, a Come on. his dad's story. It's in Field Ethos. Every man needs to feel alive. Every woman wants to feel alive. It's different, you know. Um, the Lord knows what would ma- takes me to the edge and, and takes the risk and feel alive. But... That's incredible, Mark. I mean, just.
0: We have to go to the, here's the deal. We have been locked and loaded in yes. this world to be inside of buildings, homes. Guys, we don't even walk on the planet without shoes anymore. Right. We've also made women just to want to be homemakers. They're warriors. Yeah. Yeah, we are. They're mighty warriors. Yeah, we are. And I think we have we need to redefine what masculinity yeah. is. And we need to redefine in this femininity.
1: Yes, I agree.
0: And the world's trying to tell us their version of that. What we need to do is look at the men and women in the Bible, and we'll get a definition. I've heard people just say, if you want to look at masculinity, look at Jesus. Yeah. No, that's not true. Because God put a part of his heart in each one of us, and in order to really see the full beautiful vision of what he was painting, you have to look at all the characters, the women in the Bible. You will find masculinity in the reflection of women. Yes,
1: I've, I feel that. And you know, Kyle, as we were talking about this podcast and talking about risk and thinking of some of the biggest risks that Kyle and I have ever taken. One thing about Kyle Wortham is when he takes the risk, he doesn't look back. And there's a key right there for taking risk. When you have put all the ingredients together and you do pull the trigger and you pull the bow, don't look back uh, because looking back you'll start to mentally, you know, just second guess yourself. And so I've always loved that about my husband, but I will tell you, I have always cheered him on when we chase them. And I think Kyle and I are really good in this lane. And when we go after stuff, I'm like, baby, I believe in you. Like, let's go. You want to do law school? Let's go. I mean, be each other's champions, Um, be each other's cheerleaders and, and get people in your camp that will cheer you on because you are always going to look ridiculous to the world. uh. When we, decided to pick up our family and move to mineral wells texas and that's a really cool story um and the lord had to really supernaturally give me a vision of i I was in church it was a whole thing i mean a whole thing the lord just downloaded not only a vision for that city but his heart for that city and he knew i would need that but we picked up and it looked reckless to the world and to family members and to friends actually i don't know anyone for, for a short period of time, Kyle and I were the only ones. We were it. Like, I was like, I got your back. You got my back. And that's all that we needed was yeah. each other. Um, and then people did come on. But the bottom line was I fell in love with that city. I got God's heart for that city. And we moved out there. And again, I mean, now it doesn't seem that risky at all, but it did in that moment. And we, we. We took one of the biggest leaps of faith. It ended up being one of the biggest blessings. What we couldn't see, you'll never see the whole picture. Even now with the land and all that, whatever you're dreaming for, whatever your risk is in his goodness and his kindness, he does not allow you to see the entire picture of how it's going to turn out. Uh, Probably because we couldn't handle it.
0: Yeah. And here's something that just keep popping my mind. I'm not, I remember a story about a lady who had some ailments in her body. Yeah. And she wanted to get pregnant. And they were like, this will kill you. Oh, wow. This will kill you. You d- you don't understand. The doctors were against it. Obviously, her husband is super concerned. Mom, dad, they had a family meeting. And someone in the family looked at her and said, honey, this, this step, this risk that you're taking will yeah. be reckless because you will die. And her comment, Already dead. Mm. I wanna live. Yes. I wanna take the risk. And if it takes me, at least I lived and didn't live in the land of safety. I'm like, wow. That- As a husband, I'm like, baby, you need to redefine that. You you are my living. But for her, and guess what? She had a baby and she lived. <sighs> she lived.
1: You gotta turn your ears off to the world. And I it it is the only way that we can please God is that we will believe he is who he says he is. And you just set somebody free by saying that is that they really want to live. They want to go after that thing. And let this be today be the the sign. Let it be your neon sign to go after it and go do the thing that God's put in your heart to do.
0: Oh gosh. That 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 statement I had a Friend, I still do. He's in heaven. His name's Doug Inman. But I preached his funeral, and one of the things I said was that, uh, and we commemorated this. uh, Doug built a. It's called the Miracle Fields. He oh. built it in Arlington, and it's for handicapped kids. <gasps> I know exactly. And if you're listening, and you want to send some money to help something that's really cool, go look up the Miracle League. These are all kids in wheelchairs, handicapped that never get out and play. They made this field spongy. And they announce them, and it's incredible. It's baseball. And as you walk in on the rock is the words I used at his, and it comes from the movie, uh, not Gladiator, uh, William Wallace. Uh, Braveheart, thank you. (laughs) So little 55-year-old mind going on. I've got the mind of Christ. No, but on this rock it says, all men die, few men live.
1: Okay, say it again.
0: All men die few men live. And I remember being at his funeral that's and so I said, good. all men in this place and all women in this place will die, but few of us will live. Doug Inman lived even in his death. He lived. Yes. And he continues to leave a legacy for the unwanted, for the things that we won't build a playground for you. It doesn't look profitable, but he found a profit and leaves a legacy that's happened. So go check that out. It's called yeah. miracle league in Arlington. Great place to support and yes. um, but it, it took a risk.
1: It always takes a risk. I the whole time you were saying that I I gotta I gotta just go down just a quick memory lane. My my grandmother um who is really at the end of we're in the winter winter season. I'm gonna cry. Mm. I love her. She's my hero this is current right current now right now. And she's lived and she has lived so full we call her trailblazer. She is a trailblazer. She did things that women were not doing at the time. A, just going to, she got her degree from the University of Texas. Uh, women were not going to school. And if they were, it was to be a teacher or a secretary. Right. And she ended up being in radio. It's very full circle mm-hmm. that I'm sitting here right now. There is a picture on my dream board of my grandmother and she, is literally in the same position that I'm in right this minute. She was in radio and um, then ended up having her own television um, TV show. Um, she trailblazed. She lived fearless. Even now in, in her death, she is being fearless and getting things done. Mm-hmm. And what my point is, is that it's the only way to live And you are setting up a legacy for someone to come behind you and live their dreams out because you were courageous enough to do it and to say yes.
0: I love it. She's at the end of her race. And all I can see in your face is grace (laughs) and grandmother and gratitude. Yeah. And what if, because she took that risk, is what qualified you and called you to be sitting on this mic right now. Living out the legacy and who knows where you'll be a year or two years from now.
1: Because it wasn't what she was saying to me. She was living her life. Modeled. And what you are doing right now is modeling to your children and your grandchildren and people around you. They're catching more of it than if you were to just tell them to go do it or whatever, when we chose to, and we've done this more than once, we've picked up our family physically and moved because the Lord said, the Lord said, and it always felt, I always had to surrender my kids. It was easy in some degree for me to say yes, but I was like, but Lord, these kids, and he just kept saying, give them to me, give them to me. So everything we put in the Lord's hand, he blows your mind with how he will bring it back to you.
0: Yeah, I I just want to tell you, as we close out this, listening to God and getting a dream yeah, creating that vision, that passion, that discipline and risk. God is always worth the risk. And God is shouting back to you today that you're worth the risk. You were worth the risk of Jesus coming and dying for you. And so whether it's a small dream, a big dream, whatever it is, go spend time with him out in nature and with your Bible and some worship music and invite him in. Move away from the religion part of this into the relation part where you sit down and you actually talk with him. He'll talk back to you through nature, through the word, through music, through all kinds of things. But once you identify that thing that he's put in your heart, I see the Psalms 34, 4 or 37, 4, or get them confused. He gives you the desires yeah. of your heart. But there's risk involved in everything. I wrote in our book, The Original Sanctuary, where he, along with David Terry, the greatest fear known is or the greatest need first. Yeah. There's a great need, and then there's a great risk, a fear. Our greatest need is to be known by people. The greatest risk is to be known by people because once you know somebody Then you get to decide, oh, they're not who I thought they were going to be. And you push them away. I don't know if you've lived it long enough in relationships. If you keep pushing people away, you're going to get down to zero. Yeah, They're all messed up. In the words of John Ortberg, everyone's normal until you get to know them. Yes. (laughs) And who wants to be normal? Who wants to be the nice guy or girl? It's like, I don't want to just be nice. I want to serve God in my generation, and I want you to serve God in your generation. Yeah. So as we close this out, I'm going to have Shauna pray for us. I'm going to remind you, go to YouTube. Do me a favor. Go to YouTube. Subscribe. Share it with a friend. Don't just listen for you. Let's move past us. Yes, and encourage someone today. Shawna, pray over us.
1: Absolutely. And I want to tell you, we love to pray for you at Elevate. So comment, let us know what are you believing God for? What are the big dreams in your heart so we can partner with you and partner with heaven for you? So, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you that we cannot outdream you. Mm-hmm. Thank you that you have given us an imagination. You said that we are made in your image. And so, Father, I just ask you that um, as you put us here on this time for eternity's calendar, that you would blow our hearts like a wildfire, blow them alive in ways and in areas that we could have never dreamt or imagined. I pray dreams come alive, visions come alive, encounters, encounters with your creator. That is what we leave with you today. In Jesus name. Amen.
0: Thanks so much for listening to the unbridled live podcast. We know your time is valuable and we hope we bring real and relevant content that helps you live that unbridled life. If you want to help us spread the message, you can rate or review the podcast on whatever platform you like to listen to us and share it with a friend or two. If you want to know more about who we are and what we're doing, head on over to the unbridled and learn more.